Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast that gives women in science, technology, engineering and maths or STEM an opportunity to be honest and open about what it's really like working in these typically male-dominated subjects. Each week, one woman shares her stories and experiences. She could be a public figure, the girl next door or someone from a far-off land. The point is she'll be deliberately kept anonymous and disguised to ensure that we're not distracted by the details of her achievements, her labels or what she looks like. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, also a woman in STEM. I studied mechanical engineering and ended up as a television broadcaster. I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation over the years. And through my TV work, I've met some incredible women from a diverse range of STEM fields. And you know what? I've been more amazed about what I've learned from these women when the cameras have been turned off and they're just being themselves. These women have amazingly impressive CVs, but most importantly, they're human, just like the rest of us, and it's their off-air honesty that I'd love to share with you through silence. It's my hope that you really relate to what's shared with you today and that you're as inspired, supported and comforted as I always am when I chat with my amazing guests. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even leave some comments and reviews. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, I'm doing something a little bit different. I actually have four high schoolers who run a Girls in STEM club, which aims to empower females in their STEM pursuits and interests. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for getting together during your school day to make this happen. Yeah, thanks for having us on your show. How are you all? We're good. Yeah? How's it being back at school after holidays? Yeah, we just got back from winter break, so... It's nice because we're all seniors, so second semester seniors. So what does that like mean? Do you get to do more STEM than any other subjects? Basically, it means that college applications are over, so I have more time to focus on my interests, which happen to be STEM. How did your STEM interests begin? Like, were you interested in STEM from an early age? For me, when I was younger, I started out really interested in like marine stuff, which was kind of out of the ordinary. Like my parents would buy me books on like sharks or things like that. And then as I grew older, I just became more interested in biology as a subject um, going through like primary and lower school. And then as I continually got older and now that I'm in high school, I'm really interested in more aspects of STEM. So for me, yeah, I started at an early age, but it's kind of evolved. For me, I've always been interested in math and loved math. And so then that brought me into other aspects of STEM because I was like, how can I do more of this? So I started taking like um, physics and chemistry and biology and computer science. And so I have all these different things that aren't just plain math, but they incorporate other fields with math in it. So that's just kind of how my love for STEM subjects began. For me, I come from a family that is heavily involved in STEM, and my dad's an engineer, my mom um, works in a doctor's office, so I kind of grew up around it and would come to work with my mom, and I just became really interested in biology, and then it just spiraled from there. Yeah, I've always had a love for anything STEM-related. So, like, when I was a child, I was convinced that I would be a geologist and I would look for stones in my backyard. Or I would love, like, mixing shampoos in my shower to kind of make slime or something. I did that. Yeah. (laughs) I spent hours in the shower doing this. And my mom really (laughs) 
complain about it. So I really had a love for anything STEM related. And over the years, it's kind of evolved to um, narrow down to neuroscience, especially since I was in a car accident a few years ago. And that's kind of brought me to the world of neurology. So that's really what I'm interested in now. Wow. So that's really impactful first introductions to STEM, I guess, but like such a wide range. How does it work with being at school? Like, are you in a mixed school, co-ed? Yeah, we are. Okay. So as girls in STEM, how is it studying subjects that are typically kind of seen to be boys subjects? For me, especially in like my computer science classes, it's there are only a few girls and the teacher is male and they're not here, I feel like they're not, like, mean to me based on the fact that I'm a girl. Some people do kind of look down on me a little bit. But other than that, this like, we go to a pretty tolerant school, I would say. And a lot of girls here are very motivated and very interested in STEM subjects. So, like, in my biology class, it's, like, half half girls, half boys. Same in, like, my AP calculus class. So, I would say here it's a pretty good environment. but um. We are still looking to, um, like, make more, put more girls in STEM fields and have them follow what they're interested in, um, especially in the younger grades as well. Um, we did, like, a, a few years ago, we did a whole kind of research project where we went, um, we gave the science teachers in kindergarten through 12th grade, so our school is, is kindergarten through 12th grade, we gave each science teacher, like, a bunch of pieces of paper and had their students draw a scientist. And we kind of looked at those results and saw, like, as people grew up, what they were, um, what they tended to see more as scientists than before. And it was and really was the result. So the results were actually really informative. So when girls were in like kindergarten through second grade, girls drew girls and boys drew boys like consistently. And then as they got to like third grade through fifth grade, um girls started drawing more boys but boys still drew boys and then in middle school we um there were like no girls drawn like by eighth grade I think probably three people in the entire grade drew girls and everyone drew boys so we brought that to our girls in STEM club we had a day called diversity day where we did a presentation about our findings and we had a discussion about what we think influenced these at our school and what we can kind of do to um like as a community to kind of increase um, girls seeing themselves as scientists. And so what was the result of that? Like, what can you do? So we've been doing a lot more activities. Before we were just kind of doing club meetings with high school girls, but now what we're doing is we're doing a lot more meetings with middle school girls. So we'll bring them in and we'll do like robotics experiments with them or coding or um, even like chemistry or anything. And so we bring in middle school girls a lot and we've been getting a really good turnout with that, which is really exciting. And then every year we have our girl powered build day where we invite fourth and fifth grade girls to, um, we have them come in and we usually do something with robotics with them, but we're just trying to get more and more younger girls involved in the club. So that's kind of where we move forward with that. So it sounds like the key to getting more girls into STEM is to expose them at a younger age to other girls that are doing STEM. Yeah, but I think by um, showing them role models of older girls to these younger girls, it will kind of inspire them or, um, that's not the right word, like, not encourage, but 
something along the lines of that to see like, oh, there are um, women in STEM who are successful, even though we're only high school, um, high schoolers. Um, but I feel like that would inspire them to continue pursuing STEM if they're on like the brink of going towards another interest. Yeah, I mean, has that been your own personal experiences that you saw women doing STEM and so you thought, I could do that? Um, I, yeah, I can actually speak very clearly that. So my dad is actually blind. Um, he's been blind my whole life. And um, I used to go to doctor's appointments with him and his main um, retinal specialist is a woman. And when I was younger, she'd always like, she'd always just like quiz me on like little things that like, I never knew, like, um, like, what's a retina? What's a lens? And after a while, like, she's like, you know, like, if you study, like, you can do this, you can help people like your dad. And she, I was just kind of like, you know, like I can be like her, like, I can do that, I can help people. And I went to get, I had wisdom tooth surgery a couple of years ago. And um, I remember being like, can I have a surgeon who's a girl and they were like uh we don't have any female surgeons in like mm. a, like a mile radius and I remember being like all right well I'm gonna be the first one or something like that because I was just That's like so awesome so it just um once I see a woman role model I can aspire to be like them and mm. also become that for younger girls yeah how about the rest of you you know answering that question for me, I honestly have no idea what I want to go into, um, but we have a lot of speakers that come to our club, and just hearing them talk, like, every time a speaker comes, like, an engineer will come and be like, oh my gosh, like, I want to be an engineer, and then, like, the next time a speaker comes, they'll be, like, an astrophysicist, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I want to be an astrophysicist, <laughs> yeah. so cool meeting all these women who are doing amazing things and being like oh my gosh like that is so cool what they're doing like I could do that too um if I like work hard like them like we have a lot of speakers who are alumni from the school so that's really awesome seeing them because it's like they came from where I am coming from right now they took the same classes the same teachers and they're out there doing like amazing things and I, I can do that too and so it's super inspiring to see women who come and speak to us about what they're doing so I just love that um, yeah, so, sorry, like, growing up, uh, my mom would read me, like, um, little stories uh, before I went to bed, and for some reason, she liked to read me, like, biographies of famous people. <laughs> I don't know, it was a little quirk she had, and they were all in Japanese, and then, um, so I didn't have any, uh, like, real, not real life, but female role models who were alive, so one person that stuck out to me was a biography my mom read of Marie Curie and what she did with um um with her just sorry with her discoveries and then like radiation and her radiation poisoning and all of her works and stuff so I really looked up to her as a role model because she was conducting experiments in a time where like often her husband was looked to rather than her so it mm. wasn't a live <laughs> role model right for me, as I was growing up, I can't think of a specific person that I looked up to. I just knew what I was interested in and I've always been interested in that. And just as I've gone through school, have become even more interested in STEM, um, especially like my interest has broadened a lot. But since being in Girls in STEM and seeing 
all of the speakers we have or guests that come in, that really inspires me. And especially when they're an alumni. And that's why another reason why I think what we're doing with the younger girls at our school is so important because seeing someone that is on the same path as you makes it seem like it's more attainable. So it's easier to see yourself in their shoes doing what they're doing or doing something similar to what they're doing that's interesting to you. So, Yeah, I mean, between the four of you, you really cover a lot of ground. <laughs> like in the sense that I've heard some people say that the fact that there is quite a lack of actual role models that are you know contemporary that's a real problem but then you know it's really inspiring to hear that you know one of you was inspired by someone like Marie Curie because uh, there's a lot of information out there about past female scientists and there actually are a lot of female STEM people out there we need to basically just get more information about women that have done incredible things in STEM whether they're still alive or not what's it like kind of actually studying like STEM subjects do you ever are you conscious of the differences between kind of boys and girls in the way they learn STEM subjects um well I would say that I'm taking a a physics class right now that's a semester long and then I noticed that um There are only two girls in my class, um, but granted, the class is kind of small. It's nine people. Um, But at the same time, I've noticed that every time the teacher would ask a question, the boys are much louder in responding. um, And then they're just more open to, like, not discussion, but to uh, answering the question, like, really quickly um, and not afraid to getting it wrong. While, like, me and my friend, we're more on the quiet side, not because we don't know the answer to the question, but Mm -hmm. rather because we feel like they've already covered it and it's like it's time to move on and things like that. Right. And so like in terms of your personality, do you tend to be shy generally or are you just more shy around the guys? Yeah, I'd say like I'm typically an introvert, but depending on what class I'm taking, like I'm pretty loud in my biology class, but then again, I'm quiet in my calculus class. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it's because... Well, actually, now that you mention it, it's kind of interesting because there's only one boy in my biology class. Right. And then, um, my calculus class is, like, divided pretty evenly, I would say. So I, I guess maybe that might have an effect on me as well. Are you the biologist, the one that was keen on biology? Uh, no, that okay. would be somebody else. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not interested in neuroscience. Okay, so I'm. I was just trying to figure out whether you're more extrovert in your biology class because you know you're really interested in that subject or whether it might be the gender divide that's making you a bit more shy how about the rest of you I'm the one who's interested in math and I am very very extroverted um in my math class I am very extroverted I am very confident in myself in that class but there are some other classes like my in my computer science class I barely speak up in that class and that class is mostly male dominated And the teacher in that class is, like, he's kind of older. He's been here for a while. So I just honestly think that it's more of, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But it's, like, it's the subject and the teacher that I just feel, like, less confident in the class and less confident speaking up. 
And mm. the people in that class kind of talk down to me, like, a lot. Um, but I'm really interested in the subject, so I just keep going through. And I'm not the best at it, but I keep trying. And that's a class where I'm not extroverted, like, at all. So mm. it just, I don't know, I just think it depends on the, the teacher, I guess, and the environment of the class. What is it about the teacher that makes you feel that way? I'm the person interested in neuroscience. I also took computer science for a couple of years and decided to drop um, both because I kind of lost interest in the class and also because of this teacher. Um, It's more that he's uh, has his favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely picks favorites, which is kind of, it can be kind of difficult. And then Um, he also um rather than like helping us well I don't know if he's changed over the years because I haven't taken his classes in like a couple of years uh but it's also the fact that when he picks his favorites he actually like helps um his favorites in response to their questions but for the rest of us it would be like he would just question us which wouldn't get us anywhere because we asked the question in the first place so right so you're kind of like not feeling very supported and encouraged by that particular teacher yeah I'm not trying to like trash this teacher because he is like a good teacher and a good guy it's just in this class just sometimes I just feel less than the others in the class yeah and you know and you know what it it doesn't sound like you're trashing him it just sounds like you you're kind of really aware of what it is you need in order to feel confident and extroverted in the class and it sounds like you need just someone to kind of believe in you (laughs) which I think is perfectly valid. Yeah, in the past, like, the reason I love math is because I've gotten, like, so much validation from teachers, like, in the past, like, oh, like, you should keep this up, like, you should continue, like, doing math, like, you're really good at it, and so, like, the validation from others also is, like, a big part of, Mm. I think, being confident in yourself in these fields. Yeah, do you think that's a guy, a girl thing, or do you think that's just a human thing? I think that might just be a human thing, I don't know, just speaking for myself, it's just, like, I think, personally, I'm the one um, for marine biology. In a lot of my classes, just in general, the guys seem more confident. Mm. I'm more of an introverted person, so for me, I don't know. Like, I'm not very confident in class sometimes, depending on the class, but just the boys versus the girls, they always seem more confident, and so... I don't know. I I guess it's kind of a hard question. Yeah, it's also a really uh it's also a really fascinating one because I think um having confidence is really what often kind of um encourages us to keep going with STEM. Yeah, and then I'm the um neuroscience person and at the same time there are those boys who are very introverted in class. And it seems like there's a very extreme gap between boys who are outgoing and loud and those who are more or very introverted, not speaking at all. And then maybe just coming in after school to ask the questions rather than asking class. So there's a very big discrepancy amongst um, the boys or what I've seen in my classes, which I Mm. find pretty interesting. So this whole Girls in STEM club, why did you feel that you needed to start a STEM club that was specifically for girls? I'm the math one. I actually started this club when I was a freshman and I kind of came into high school like 
not knowing what I wanted to do, like in STEM, but knowing I was interested <laughs> in STEM. And um, there we there was like a club fair, and I was looking for things that like that would be fun for me to like learn more about STEM and whatever, and find like a community. And um, I really couldn't find anything. Like the only kind of STEM clubs was like science Olympiads, which were like more like higher level people who are like really good at science and so I couldn't find anything and I was like it would be great to have a community um kind of like of like-minded girls who just could just come together and explore different aspects of STEM and I think that having the it just be girls is very kind of important for creating that community we've had a lot of discussion like over time about if we shouldn't let boys into the club mm-hmm. but um so I started the club with two other girls and then our teacher um and she like we just kind of we started it didn't have a lot of people the first year but then as more people found out about it it kind of grew and then yeah people a lot of guys started asking if they could join the club and so we had to have some discussions with the whole club about this yeah and um the discussions are really interesting because some people thought like if we're excluding them like it's just as bad as them excluding us and people thought they could come in as like allies so we kind of decided that the best way for boys to support the club is for them to leave us in the club and the best way to be allies is to let us have this space and that's kind of what we kind of decided as a group was the best way for boys to be involved in the club and they 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 can come to like speakers but when we do like activities and when we do kind of discussions that's just girls and I think that's very important for like the like the vibe in the community of our club to have that. And what do you reckon is the vibe um, in a club without boys? Well, um, this was actually an interesting topic that we were discussing when we were deciding whether we wanted to let boys in or not. During the activities, if we are in the middle of doing whatever we're doing and a boy, whether it's a student or a teacher, walks in, there's a noticeable change in the way people like the vibe in the room people start to act differently everyone will kind of look towards the door of the boy walking in and it just gets a little bit people get uncomfortable I guess I don't I'm not really sure but the vibe definitely changes and that's something that we've noticed and that's something we don't we didn't want to have to compromise for because the value of community and people Speaking up when they might not normally speak up, um, being comfortable was more important than letting in boys who wanted to be in the club just to do the activities with us. What kind of age groups are we talking about in the club? So our club is high school, so it's around like age like 14 to 18. And then when we do activities with middle schoolers, it's like like 12 to like 13 or 14 and then when we do with the the younger girls the once a year with the fourth and fifth graders that's like 10 and 11 years old and do you think the older the girls get maybe the more self-conscious they are definitely I definitely think so yeah um so hi I'm the one that's interested in biology and um I noticed when I when I was in middle school um, in biology, I was not afraid to a- ask questions or answer questions. If I knew the answer, like my hand would be up in the air. But as I became more aware of kind of like the stereotypes and I joined high school and I heard like people make comments like, 
well, I'm going to start a boys in STEM club or stuff like that. I became more self-conscious and um, like, especially in my um, calculus class, um, no one participates in the class, even when the answers are very obvious. So I started saying the answers when I knew them. And I was, I'm so afraid of like being seen as a know-it-all and like people thinking that I'm like a teacher's pet because I've gotten that so many times and it's, it's really annoying. And it's, um, it's very disheartening when you hear that over and over again, when you're just trying to, to be yourself, because when I'm trying to be assertive, exactly. And then you just, one time, like I answered a, a question on the board and the teacher, like wrote the answer. And I said, Oh, you wrote it. Like the, the, I didn't say that, like you wrote it wrong. And all the guys in my class were like, okay, like you're being such a know-it-all, like stop it. You're being so annoying. And I was just like, like, I became so like, just like, I became so sad. Like I just didn't want to talk anymore in the class. Like I just became really like, and then it took the teacher saying, I appreciate what you bring to the class for me to say, like, you know, it doesn't matter what they think. Like I enjoy math. Like I'm going to talk during it. I'm going to share my thoughts. Oh my gosh, like I, I literally like almost want to cry at like imagining that happening where you're like really just so enthusiastic about math and you're like really wanting to participate and then having that experience and kind of ah oh, just seeing your confidence disappear in that moment is like just I I your club focuses on empowering women and it sounds like being assertive is a major way of being empowered. Definitely. And so, you know, girls, I just want to like really take this moment to say, you know, keep being assertive no matter what people think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so important. Um, what was my original question that got us on the subject of this? <laughs> yeah. Is it true that, like, the older you have got, like, the more self-conscious you are? I'd love to hear everybody's views on that or experiences. For me, I'm the math one. I've always been pretty confident in class. And I don't think my age has... I think, if anything, my age, like, growing up has kind of made me more confident in a way. Because I've kind of, like... Like, I was... Like, before I was kind of afraid of, like, saying things in class and then getting them wrong mm-hmm. and being, like, embarrassed. But now I'm like, do you know what? Saying things wrong is part of learning. So if someone asks a question, I'll say what I think is the answer. And then if I'm wrong, I'll be like, oh, whatever. And sometimes I say it out loud just to be like, oh, haha, like, that was embarrassing. <laughs> but it's like I learned from it. And um, I don't know. I just think that I've just kind of learned over time that like even if I do things wrong it's it nothing hurts to be more out there and to put my ideas out there and be more confident in class I totally agree like I think failure is such an important tool for learning you know getting things wrong is just as valid in terms of learning as getting the answer right you know, especially yeah. for someone, especially for engineers, like we learn most from prototyping and experimentation and, and testing things. And, you know, when you are testing things, it's usually failure that 
gives us the most data, like the most um, the most valuable information. So in terms of everybody else or two of you that I haven't heard from, like how have your ages correlated with your self-consciousness? Um, okay, so I'm the neuroscience one and I, I've been pretty, like I've been an introvert, I'd say for like all of my life. So I feel like it hasn't really uh, changed how I like am in class or how I respond to things in class. I've been always kind of quiet unless it's something like a topic I'm really passionate about. And then I wouldn't really be afraid to like be wrong. I guess obviously when you're growing up and then there's always that crucial part where being embarrassed is like the worst thing in the world and your face just gets red and you kind of want to cry inside <laughs> all the time. When so is I, that? When in life is that? That's like, <laughs> yeah, that was like middle school and then it was fifth grade for me and like my science classes when all the guys would look at me and I'd be like, please turn away. <laughs> yeah. It was just like that though, but I've been in, um, I feel like I haven't really changed that much in class, especially if it's in a class that I'm like, not that interested in I'll just chug through it and then I'll be like yeah it's been a year (laughs) yeah for me I'm the marine bio one um I'm kind of the same I don't think my confidence has changed that much just because I've generally been a more introverted person especially in the classroom but I will say as I've been taking harder classes in high school Um, and you're more likely to get the wrong answer than the right answer Mm. I am the most quiet ever because I don't want to say something wrong even if I'm sure it's right I generally don't speak in my hardest classes why I don't know (laughs) (laughs) about it right now and talking about it I I can't say why and it just sounds stupid is it because there are boys there or is it something else maybe? So in my calculus class, um, my teach like not a lot of people talk in my calculus class to begin with, except for except for the math one here. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, since there's no participation, our teacher usually like asks really easy questions. And it's not the fact, well, I don't think it's the fact that there are um, guys in the class. I feel like it's, <laughs> like, his reputation of more than anything. And it's um, it's more that uh, you don't want to disappoint someone who's have such, like, who has such a big reputation for being really smart. And it's kind of, like, you feel dumb if you get the question wrong. And it's things that people kind mm. of turn away from. So it's upholding that reputation by staying quiet. Going off of that, I think kind of the support of a teacher is really important. With my teachers that I'm closer with or that are really supportive, I tend to participate more because I feel like there won't be as much judgment if I get something wrong. But then a teacher Mm. is more stark or kind of not as like I'm not as close with or whatever. I won't speak as much, I guess, just because I I feel like I don't have their full support. Yeah. Yeah, it is really important to have people in our corner, you know, that really believe in us. Um, How important has that been for you guys, like, to have someone believing in your ability? Or do you have your own self-belief? Okay, well, for me, my parents are definitely 
Oh, I'm the math one, by the way. My parents are definitely, like, my biggest supporter. Like, my dad kind of pushed me to start the Girls in STEM Club, and he always pushes me to take harder classes. He This year, I was going to drop computer science, and he's like, no, like, you've come so far. Like, this is really important for you to know. So he's always um, – so he's the one that encouraged me to continue with computer science. So he's always – my parents are always encouraging me to mm-hmm. kind of um, continue taking the hardest classes that I can because they know my potential. And I think just having people like like that, like not even like parents, like teachers who have like recommended me for harder courses, like just having them know that you have potential has been so important for me. Because sometimes when people don't believe in me, I'm kind of like, oh, okay. But like, I'm I definitely also push myself. But I think that having people in your corner also really helps you um, realize your full potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm the neuroscience one, and I feel like also. Um, having people in your corner is really important because if you have a day where you are kind of like something's off, you have an off day and things aren't going your way and you're really sad about it and you kind of start going down a wrong path or something. Well, not like a, like a severe wrong path, but just being like, <laughs> like, wow, I'm kind of dumb today and being sad about that. Like those people in your corner will be there to like support you and like hype you up and um, encourage you to keep on going because they know they've stuck by you for this long. And they know, like, how amazing and smart of a person you mm. are. So I do you like have that. that? Yeah, I definitely do. I have, um, like, all my close friends. Uh, whenever I'm sad, I'll just text them and be like, I have, like, my confidence is withering. Please help. And they'll just send like, barricaded messages. Aww. And then my friends sometimes pick up on when, like, my vibe is off or something. I'll walk in and look, they'll, like, hand me some snacks or something because, like, that's how I get happy. Or my brother will, like, just call me and check in to make sure I'm all right because school is crutching at times. But I feel like um, people in your corner is definitely something everybody should have. Mm, Yeah. Um, I'm the one interested in biology. And um, I I would say the same thing that um, they both just said is that it's incredibly important to have someone in your corner because you can't always – you can't always motivate yourself, especially when it gets – when it gets really tough. Yeah. Um, but I learned, I had, you know, I had my parents support, I had my friends support, but the one person support that I didn't have was myself. Mm. It was very poetic. But <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was very, I didn't think that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And um, when I decided, like, I think that I want to go to med school, um, I told my grandma and she said, maybe like nurse. And I was like, and she said, just, just in case, you know, just go for nurse. And she didn't mean it in any way that would seem offensive. She just didn't want me to be disappointed. Mm. And it was kind of like, well, I don't want to be a nurse. You know, I want to be a doctor, but she, she, in it, she didn't want me to be sad about in case I didn't make it. So she gave me a, a lower goal, if that makes sense. Yeah kind of in that moment that I realized I I can be my best support and I can say no I'm going to med school I'm going to be a doctor and it like I can be my own like cheer team I love that that's amazing do you picture your futures um you know can you see yourselves being empowered women in STEM or are you just wanting to get through the study educational bit first and then see what happens with your career directions i'm the math one 
I definitely could see myself in a STEM career, but I could also see myself in many different careers. So I think it's really important just to kind of learn everything that's out there. And so that's why I love learning about women in STEM, just to kind of see what I could be doing. Mm. Um, so I don't really know, like, I definitely could see myself spending the rest of my life in STEM. But on the other hand, like, I also, I work in a theme park currently, and I love working with people. So I'm just trying to take it, take life just like as it comes and see if I can incorporate my love for STEM and also my love for working with others and kind of turning it into something that I can do for the rest of my life. So I don't know. I'll just see where my path takes me, I guess. So is what's driving you like a pure interest at the moment or do you have do you have some kind of end goal? Um, I don't have my end goal is to be happy with whatever I end up doing. So right now what's driving me is just I love doing math. And so I take as many math classes as I can because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be doing math because that's the like when I go home, I'm like, ooh, do I have any math homework to do today? Like I don't go home and like, oh, like history homework. Like I don't think that way. I'm like, I love math and math is what I love to be doing right now. So I'm just going to do what I love to do right now. And then like in my life, I will find something else that makes me happy, whether it be math or whether it be something else. So mm. I'm, just, I'm just trying to find what makes me happy in doing that. And and so that's more of a priority than like maybe earning loads of money or traveling or. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My priority is really just to be happy. That's always kind of been like my life is just looking for things that make me happy and enjoying what I do. So perfect. How about, <laughs> how about the rest of you? Um, for me, I'm the marine biology one. Um, I also have absolutely no idea what I would like to be doing. I do know what my interests are, but my interests have also broadened so much in the past like year. I would say I've um done a environmental science program where I was exposed to not only like the science of environmental science but environmental policy environmental studies which was so interesting to me and I'm enjoying my um, comparative government class but my favorite is still biology but it would be so cool if I could figure out how to combine everything yeah so I'll just see um where I go with my interests but same thing, I don't really have an end goal. Like, I'm just seeing where all of these things take me, I guess, for the moment. Cool. Um, so I'm the neuroscience one. And kind of, like, unlike um, the past two like speakers, <laughs> um, I'm, like, very, uh, not goal-oriented, but I have a lot of um, unsettling, like, I'm really unsettled with what's out there right now for neuroscience and I have lots of questions that I would like for them to be answered for like my personal satisfaction because it just bugs me to to know that there's so much unknown about like the human brain and stuff Mm. and also because um, I'm really interested in like um, neurodegenerative diseases because um, like some of my family members have Alzheimer's so it's more personal to me so I feel like I will most likely be sticking with my neuroscience major more just because I'm I don't know I it's more personal to me and also because 
I just have so many questions about this topic. I would be so fascinated to know if you end up doing a PhD in neuroscience. <laughs> Definitely will. <laughs> can, you, can you like email me and say, yeah. like if that ever happens? Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, um, I'm the one interested in biology and um, sort of like um, the, the girl who is interested in neuroscience. Um, I am also very goal oriented, but my goals change um, a lot. When I first started out high school, I wanted to major in biology and then that switched to anatomy. And now that's settled um, in public health. And so, and so I, um, my, my main focus, I think, and the underlying reason that I want to, what in everything that I want to do is that I, um, I, it sounds, it sounds really cheesy to me, but I just have to say, it cause I have no other way to phrase this. I just want to, I just want to make the world happy and healthy because I like found this in my global economics class of all places. We were watching um, a documentary about um, about Indonesia and the state that people are living in. It made me feel. It gave me this kind of drive and purpose of this is what I'm supposed to be doing is making sure people like that have the same opportunities as people like me. And for my and for me, the way that I can help them achieve that is by helping them be healthy in like in with medicine oh my god you girls are so amazing oh i'm like i've got goosebumps guys so in terms of kind of being you know you're you're young women and you know we are not just brains but we are also um you know potentially wives one day girlfriends uh you know partners and we it's not just about education it's about um other aspects of life like do you actually spend time thinking about all the other aspects of being female at your age um I'm the math one I definitely do um I love being a girl I definitely want to have kids one day. I love babies. I love kids. Um, yeah, <laughs> but okay. That's kind of like re- relating it back to STEM. It's just like, kind of like, Oh, like I want to have this like really successful career, but I also want to have kids. So I'm going to do both. And like, I, I remember kind of earlier this year, I think it was in Japan where medical schools weren't taking in as many women. So like, Oh, they're going to have babies and we need more doctors. And it's like, come on it's like women can do both Mm. and like I know that it's like gonna be hard but like I don't know I'm confident that I'm gonna be able to do both and kind of like live my best life as a woman while also living my best life in a career and so I definitely think about that a lot but I don't know I wouldn't trade being a woman I wouldn't want to be a guy (laughs) (laughs) what do you understand as being hard about it like trying to have it all like what what do you reckon will be hard about it um just like continuing on like I know for a lot of careers just like continuing on like a path upwards and like getting promotions and like I don't know just like working okay another thing actually is so (laughs) um 
I know, like, from my dad, he works in, like, business, kind of. And, like, him and his, most of his colleagues are men. And they go out and, like, play golf and do, like, bro things like that. And, like, I don't know. I just think it would be kind of different being a woman. But I'll be able to find, I'll be able to, like, find ways to be able to, like, I don't know, advance myself and make connections with people. But I know I'll be able to, I don't know, I know myself. And I know that I'll be able to kind of do what I set my mind on doing. Yeah. I kind of believe that you will because, I mean, you're the one that started this STEM club, right? So you you really already value community and, um, you know, bringing women together who are pretty much, you know, a minority probably. Um, and so really appreciating the importance of like unification, but that's not the word I'm looking for, but that sort of like getting girls together, the importance of, um, bringing, uh, like-minded women together, essentially. (laughs) How about the rest of you on the subject of being a a whole woman and trying to have it all? Um, (laughs) Um, I'm the Marine bio one and I haven't really like thought about it that much I've just kind of assumed that whatever I end up doing career-wise I'll be able to also handle other responsibilities I haven't ever thought of myself like oh I'm gonna have to choose right I've always been like well why would I have to choose if like guys don't have to choose why would I have to choose I just it hasn't really been a concern for me. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I'm the. I'm the bio. Um. One. I um. Like um, my friend who's interested in math. I also have want the same thing. I want you know a family and I want kids, but I also want a career. I want and my ideal career involves a lot of traveling, and. I I sort of never thought that I would have to prioritize a career over having a family or having kids. And I never, I don't know, and I, I'm kind of in denial that I'm ever going to have to do that. <laughs> I, um, But honestly, right now, I haven't really been thinking about it. And I've been going kind of one step at a time and thinking I will um, jump that hurdle when it comes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm the neuroscience one. I feel like I I haven't given this like topic much thought, but I definitely like want a family um, in the future. And I know that to be a girl in STEM, especially like with all of the pressure, well, not pre- well, yeah, there is a lot of pressure. Um, that like I'm gonna have to make compromises, or in order to have a balance between family and like my career choices but at the same time I would expect my partner to do the same so that it wouldn't be like a a one-way relationship kind of deal like all he's being successful in life and I don't want to just be stuck yeah Um, so I feel like even though there will be compromise in the future and I'm expecting that because I really don't feel like there'll be a perfect relationship and enough time not enough hours in a day to be able to handle both a family and a career I just 
gotta accept with what I'm gonna be presented and um kind of shift along the way I guess (laughs) yeah that's such an interesting view because you're totally right that you know why should a woman have to make those choices and and men don't have to make those choices and I think we are living in a society that is evolving and especially because women are speaking out more about their experiences and men are starting to listen to what it's like for us and because we can't change the fact that women are the ones that you know get pregnant and have to (laughs) grow that baby for nine months and you know so we can't avoid that and so but it is a really interesting view that men should be more appreciative of what it's like being women who want to have it all you know on that note then have you considered the fact that maybe letting boys into your club would allow them to maybe get a greater appreciation of what it's like being girls in STEM? Um, I'm the one interested in biology and I actually think that's a really interesting point. I had never thought that maybe they just don't know what it's like to be a woman in STEM and mm-hmm. that opening our doors will help them understand that. But I think that there are a lot of opportunities for them to to do that and by and I think that our what our club offers is just a little too valuable to for the girls kind of for the girls to kind of make it for the to kind of shift it so that the guys can learn something I think our focus is more to help the girls become comfortable and for them to learn something. Yeah. And I think at this point in time, what you girls are doing with your club is so amazing because you're probably shifting the numbers of girls that are interested in STEM subjects because of what you're doing in the club. But it's actually making me realize that maybe one of the things you could do in addition to your club is really empower females by saying hey guys this is what it's like being women in STEM sometimes we feel shy like speaking up in class because you boys are kind of a bit too loud and things like that like could you do that introduce guys to what it's like we definitely could there are so many opportunities like within our school to do it I think that one of the things coming up is that we might actually write a slam poem or not a slam poem or just like a poem to perform at like the spoken word assembly coming up so we might talk about what we do as a club and I've written like I've written an article for our school newspaper like a while a few a few years ago which kind of outlined what our club does um but we do what we have done which we will continue doing is every day our school has a diversity day and so basically every year Oh, what did I say? Every day. <laughs> Sorry. That's a Every lot year. of effort. <laughs> it's daily. Every year, um, our school has a diversity day. And so we've done it for the past two years. And that's how long the day's been around. So basically, it's like you go to different seminars and like sessions mm-hmm. that um, present um, about something and anyone can go to it. So two years ago, I did it with two other girls who were on the board at that time and we did it about the research that I had talked about earlier about the draw the girls who drew a scientist and last year um 
the girl here is interested in marine bio led a presentation if you want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we led a presentation, uh, me and one other girl from the club. Um, we presented on biases in technology. So it was about gender bias, but also like um, bias against like different socioeconomic standards or uh, um, like backgrounds or other things as well. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we definitely try to um, get as much of the school as we can involved in the club in some way. And we also allow anyone who wants to, to come to speakers who come to visit our club. Yeah. Um, I definitely think there is more that we could do um, that would involve the whole school and involve boys more in kind of the mission of our club. Yeah. Because uh, just talking to you girls, like I really am so amazed and inspired by the fact that you even started this club in the first place and the fact that you really aim to empower females into STEM and it's like you know you're already doing so much and in in changing girls views you might gain enough confidence to actually change the views of boys which would be so groundbreaking because I think we live in a society where men have a very, well, not men, but like people have very fixed ideas of stereotype, what a woman's role is, what a man's role is. And through your club, you could actually start changing that. Which would be so exciting to like, actually lead a movement where you're saying, guys, this is what it's like for us girls as a result of attitudes let's just give each other a fair chance because we all you know for example love math so why can't we just all enjoy math together and just see each other as equals hearing that like what are your immediate reactions are you like no that would never work or like yeah um I'm the one interested in biology and I think that that's a very interesting um idea because oh but I can't stop thinking because if it was an optional event where we where girls were to be able to openly talk about the problems that they have faced and have created dialogue I'm not honestly I'm not sure how many boys would willingly go um and then if it were a mandatory event, that's that's a lot of school bureaucracy that um, is way above my head. Um, but I think that my friend in, who's interested in neuroscience has done something like that. Um, actually, like a couple of years ago, when this club was talking about potentially bringing in boys to the club, um, we had a like a discussion um, open to everybody in the school, including the boys, mm-hmm. and ended up with one yeah they were like yeah we're like oh yeah but a lot of boys have input and like literally there are probably like one or two guys there we're like yeah this kind of shows why it's girls and stuff okay so what was happening there to be completely candid i think they're all bark and no bite they want (laughs) they quit our club because they want to be a part of it and because and, and not even because they want to be a part of it they just they feel excluded it feels what i believe is that they're so used to being used to, to be included in everything mm. that finally we're like no this is just a girl thing they lash out and when we gave them the option and we said fine like let's have a dialogue about this 
and two boys showed up. I think that that's very um, telling. Yeah. Yeah. What what they really think. Yeah. There have been guys, I'm the math one, there have been guys who have been coming up to me since I started the club like, oh my gosh, like, why can't I join? This is sexist, blah, blah, blah. Like, I would, we have a, like, a grade Facebook page and I would post, like, when we had upcoming meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And guys would, they would comment like, can I come even though I have a Y chromosome and like just try to be like smart with me and I'd be like, no. And then the guys who were talking to me and pestering me about it for like, for all that time, they didn't even show up. And I'm like, do they actually really want to be allies? They just want to be here just because they can't be here. Gosh, it's so interesting what you're having to manage on top of kind of learning. (laughs) It's like, you know, just learning how to deal with you know the gender differences and how how you learn differently and how dynamics change and stuff it's all really fascinating and it's all kind of setting you up for life really because I mean it doesn't change after school it just continues so I think what you're doing by setting up this club is absolutely amazing like well done to Um, the four of you being part of something so important and thank you so much for being on this podcast and taking the time to really speak your truth about what you're going through I really hope that maybe we could do this again in like a few years and kind of see where you're at and how it's all unfolding for you in terms of your STEM careers um, (laughs) thank you so much yeah thanks for having us we had a great time thank you That's it from my STEM guests this week. It's been so interesting hearing from people who are so passionate about empowering females in STEM. You know, I hope that this is the start of a movement encouraging more women into STEM subjects. Thanks for listening this week and catch you next week on Silence.